Welcome to the Silver Screen Guide Podcast, where we discuss films from every genre. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome back to our second Silver Screen Guide look back, or what we like to abbreviate, abbreviate, he called it, the SSG look back series. This is a new series. Maybe you're just jumping in on this series for the first time. We did one over Rambo, which was our first retrospective. We did a look back over that, so go ahead and check that out. This is over our second retrospective series of the Hannibal Lecter films, and we started that in November 2016 and ended it April 2017. So it... It was around a year and about two and a half months ago, per se. So we thought we would uh, take the time to go ahead and look back on our thoughts on the film, if they've changed over time, if our ratings have changed, uh, just our thoughts in general. So this will be very interesting to discuss because my thoughts the first time around, I had some really positive thoughts and I had some really negative thoughts. So I'm in- interested to see if my thoughts have changed, and if Alan's thoughts have changed as well. Right, and just so you know that I'm also a little bit sick this time around, so I have a bit of a deeper voice, caught a cold I did. Uh, But yeah, I'm actually really interested to see where this conversation goes, because uh, this is a series that's that's had its ups and downs, and mainly downs after Silence of the Lambs. Um, But yeah, I mean, I know we spent, at the time when we recorded Silence of the Lambs, it was like, when, I, when we finished recording, it was two hours and like 45 minutes. And of course, we edited that down to about two and a half. Uh, but still, it, this is a very interesting series to kind of go back and look look at again. Well, of course, these are based off of books originally uh, by William Thomas Harris III. Very prestigious. Uh, he was born in 1940, and his birthday's coming up April 11th, which makes him 78 years old. Wow. So, happy early birthday, Thomas Harris. Yeah. Well, Manhunter was the very first movie in the series, and that was released uh, August 15th, 1986. And Manhunter is based off of Thomas Harris's, technically, I believe it's his second novel, but it's the first in the Hannibal series. It's called Red Dragon. And the reason it wasn't originally called Red Dragon is because Dino De Laurentiis, who was producing Manhunter had recently put out a movie with a dragon in the title and it kind of flopped and he didn't want people to associate his next movie with that. Hence, we get the title Manhunter with a very 80s looking poster and 80s music and hair and clothes and whatnot. And that was the first movie we uh, we watched. And it was not the first movie I had seen, though. Yeah. I had seen The Silence of the Lambs before. I had seen that maybe a couple times. And a funny story about Silence of the Lambs. I remember I was channel surfing once, and for some reason, Silence of the Lambs missed the parental lock. This is when I was younger. I don't know how old. I was probably like 10 or 11. Oh, no. <laughs> and I flipped it on, and it was uh, Buffalo Bill's dancing scene. Oh, no. I changed the channel so fast, so I was kind of scared of it, and I knew my dad had seen it, and he said it was just an extremely dark movie, and I ended up picking up the Blu-ray, and uh, I'm not going to give my thoughts on it yet, but, because we're talking about Manhunter, so that's the first one I saw. Manhunter came out August 15th, 1986, and it 
has a 7.2 on IMDb, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's that is relatively medi- that's relatively high, I would say. As for the box office goes, it is actually the adjusted for inflation because I feel that's only fair since this series goes from the 80s to the late 2000s. It's the lowest grossing movie. Of yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes a little bit of sense. Uh, Manhunter. Let's be honest; it's kind of an interesting name for a movie. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense when you watch it, but at the same at the same time, people. I guess it doesn't really d- grab the attention of somebody who would use a movie goer and be like, "Oh." Manhunter, that sounds interesting. Versus Silence of the Lambs, where it's just like, what does that mean? You know, that's very true. Manhunter is an incredibly generic title. Yeah, and I don't even think Red Dragon is that generic of a title. It could it it makes you wonder. Okay, what is this about? Is this about a real dragon? Is this? I don't know. And especially going off the poster, it looks very weird and mysterious. Right. The poster for Manhunter, I think, is terrible. It, I, I think it's fine. I mean, it it captures what the movie's about, but it, like you said, it's a pretty generic poster. I mean, it's colorful. Um, it's got those dark blues and blacks and such, but yeah, I mean, it's overall, I mean, it's, I guess. Yeah, adjusted for inflation, it grossed about $21.3 at the box office. Mm, I think without inflation, it was only like $3 million. That's not good. That's really well, not good. The audience, according to CinemaScore, audiences gave it a B. I mean, which, it could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah, that tells me, especially like according to CinemaScore standards, it's fine. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not great. It's just fine. Right. Have you watched it since we first watched it? You know, I have not, but... There were multiple times where I almost have. In mm. fact, I even had the Blu-ray in my hand about to purchase it. It was like eight bucks at oh. Vintage Stock. And I had it in my hand and I said, maybe I'll get this. And and then I found something else um, and then I didn't buy it. So, yes, no, I have not gone back and watched it yet. But I'm planning on in the future soon actually to go back and, and watch it i am really curious to see what my thoughts are coming returning to it a wow. year later from now what did you rate it well okay when we originally reviewed it i gave it a seven and mm-hmm. i basically so basically all of my criticisms i gave I, I still stand by and i still think that those all the everything i said is pretty valid I will still give it a seven. I think my rating is still not going to change yet. I really want to go back and watch it again sometime and just see how have I changed in terms of viewing this more as a film than back when we were starting SSG and viewing it back then with my um, with my very small goggles that I had on at the time. So it's still a seven for me. I actually I still remember enjoying it, and I really want to go back and watch it again. I just don't have the I just don't have a copy of it with me. Um, to do that with yet i will be honest listeners i shut the movie off and there was probably about 30 minutes left to go and from from just like since i had nearly seen almost all of the movie i was at the time of shutting it off i was in the fives for it but since i didn't see the whole movie i don't feel like i can rate it 
So whenever I shut a movie off, it becomes an automatic not recommend. So I remember we were pretty opposite on this. Yeah. Because you enjoyed it and I found it to be very interesting to begin with. And then it just got to be so boring that I didn't even care to find out the resolution. That's why I shut it off. And uh, here at Silver Screen Guide, if you shut the movie off, that's where you end the podcast. The other uh, the other host can keep going. But so that's I remember I that was the very first podcast. And I think the only one ever since where I have uh, shut the movie off. Well, there was no, one that, more actually. We it was for Hannibal. I think we both shut that one off. That's right, yeah. and we'll that's get to right. that one here in a sec. Yeah, <laughs> that is correct, actually. But yeah. otherwise, yeah. So that so you continued on and you finished up the podcast without yeah. me. I yeah, was I, out. yeah. That was yeah. That was the first time we ever that I ever done one by myself. And I had to do some serious editing on that one because I would just oh, ramble yeah. on and go down different paths and said, wait, where was I going with this? Oh, whatever. And I just start back over and do something else. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, we had two complete different ends on this. And um, I really want to know what you think, kind of returning to it and maybe watching that last half an hour and seeing if that maybe pays away for you giving it a, rec- giving it a higher score or not. It's It's very unlikely that I would return to manhunter because of red dragon that's fair i'll save my thoughts for red dragon in just a little bit yeah because the next one we got is the incredible silence of the lambs and we we got that about uh six years yeah five or six it was about five or six years later silence of the lambs came out february 14th on valentine's day (laughs) it's a perfect movie for valentine's day Perfect. Ooh, man. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, not too many people took their dates to see that one. Yeah. That would have been... Unless they, unless they enjoy that, but it's uh, not a very romantic yeah. movie, that, I would it's say. It's definitely not a romance. I mean, well, I guess technically, but that's not what the whole genre of the movie is. Ooh, yeah. Well, this movie was incredible and just so incredibly acclaimed. It holds an 8.6 on IMDb. It's like, I don't know, number 23 maybe in the top 250 or whatever on IMDb. It's huge. I think this is our highest rated movie that we've reviewed on IMDb, like just at all. That's very possible and that's probable. Yeah. And it... It was nominated for seven Academy Awards, and it was the third film in history, still this way, still to date, to win the big five. So it won for producing, directing, acting, and screenwriting. That's a big feat. Oh, yeah. So uh, Demi won for directing, uh, Ted Talley for the screenplay, Anthony Hopkins won... Absolutely deserved to win. Absolutely. Uh, Jodie Foster won. That's interesting. I think she did it very well, but I would have to see the other. I don't, I'm not familiar with the other nominees uh, for her, but still, that is huge. The only other movies to do it are uh, It Happened One Night, which came out in 34. Mm-hmm. In the that, that was fairly early on in the history of the Academy Awards. And One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975 oh, did the same thing. Also a great movie. And the audience, audiences really enjoyed it. They gave it an A minus. I'm a little surprised. I think I'm surprised it didn't get at least an A. Yeah. 
That is kind of surprising. It's just right above uh, Manhunter in terms of cinema score. That's interesting because Silence of the Lambs, I feel like, would have engaged its audience more. I would sure think so. Right. So technically, it's two scores above, uh, I believe. No. Yeah, two. It is two above. Uh, But anyways, have you returned to this one, Alan? I think I actually may have. Oh, man, I can't remember if I have or not. If I have or haven't. Um, I've seen it so many times that I feel like I have, you know. Um, I may have. I actually can't remember. Uh, I don't. Although I, I, I don't think I, I actually did. Um, I mean, I the the thoughts we had on that in the podcast remain the exact same. This is still an incredible movie, and in fact, the, my thoughts of it, thoughts on it have changed slightly since we did the podcast, and it has kind of moved into my top favorite movies just of all time. Just because it is just so not only influential, but one movie that I always think of a lot when I think of a crime drama. And since I'm a kind of a sucker for crime dramas, it fits just perfectly into that category. So, yeah, I mean, I haven't returned to it, but I actually, funny story, I was, once again, same day when I had the Manhunter Blu-ray in my hand, I also picked, I also held the Criterion Collection for Silence of the Lambs that had just come out. And that is a, whatever cover they they picked for that was a perfect cover because it looks gorgeous. And I really want that, but except it's like 30 bucks. And I don't have that kind of money currently. So I would love, if, if I was to have any movie on Criterion Collection, I w- it would be that one right now, just because it is just one of my favorites. So still for me, 10 out of 10. I love this movie to death and it's fantastic. If you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. It's just, I for me, it's one of those just definitive films, just in general. This really, uh, I believe, propelled the series to become what it is today. This oh, was yeah. a def- yeah, a defining role for Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter. Like he is Hannibal Lecter. Like and that's what made it so famous was his performance in this movie. Everybody makes a joke and quotes the line uh about your liver and fava beans with the nice Chianti. Uh, you hear mm-hmm. that repeated a lot in pop culture. So this movie was huge and of course Adjusting for inflation, this movie is the highest grossing one domestically. And I should say, overall, like even without inflation, this movie is basically a billion dollar franchise. Uh, it's grossed, made him made a billion dollars. Yep. It is huge. And I'd say that's thanks to Silence of the Lambs. Oh, and yeah. yeah. I easy, do own, easy. Oh, yeah. And I do own the Blu ray. I have seen it a number of times. And. I did not give it a 10. I gave it a 9. Uh, I just really... Uh, it's a it's a great movie. I absolutely love it. And it, yeah, it's it's it absolutely deserved the awards it won. I think it's very interesting, though, that it won Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, that is very shocking. Now, do we know what else was released that year that was up for Best Picture nomination? I do believe the year before Dances with Wolves won, which okay. is night and day different right right oh yeah okay so here it is um best picture silence of the lambs that one won beauty Mm -hmm. and the beast uh bugsy jfk and the prince of tides all up for nominations beauty and the beast that's interesting 
I have not seen, I have actually not seen JFK, that's an Oliver Stone movie, which is interesting because that's played by Kevin Costner, and I'm pretty sure Kevin won the year before with uh, Dances with Wolves, but I don't think I've even heard of The Prince of Tides, Bugsy, I'm not even too familiar with the 1991 version of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, that Beauty and the Beast is the only one that I know on this list. Well, okay, I've heard I've heard of the movie JFK. I just haven't seen it. Yeah, the other two, Bugsy and Prince of Tides, haven't heard of them. Very interesting. So maybe yeah. it's maybe it's not a surprise that it won. Yeah. All all I'm saying is this movie is a psychological thriller and very much a horror in very many aspects, and not very many horror movies win i know get out was one of the most recent uh psychological thriller horror movies although silence of the lambs is vastly superior to get out yeah yeah in terms of just complexity overall yeah i would agree sure i think one of the things that i would like to go back and change in the podcast uh we talk we spend a lot of time talking about the relationship between hannibal lecter and jodie foster's character uh sterling which is fine, but at the same time, we spend a lot, I think maybe too much time on that relationship, and maybe we could have branched off into other places and also talked about that, also at least mentioned those things. I know we talked about a lot of stuff in that podcast, but if there was one criticism I could make for our podcast for that, I think it'd be that, because we just spent a lot of time on that relationship, which is still important, don't don't get me wrong, but we spend a lot of time just mat- like talking through it and stuff like that, and maybe even... I remember counting out a bunch of chunks that we had just kind of repeated before. Sure. I do remember spending quite a bit of time on that as well. I do think it led to some pretty good insights, so Mm -hmm. I would recommend checking out the podcast. But, yeah, there was – we we went on for a little bit. I would like to read the book, honestly. Any of these books, that's the one I want to read. Yeah. And I found a really cool copy. I was at – I believe it was a bookstore in Oklahoma. I think it's called Full Circle Books. I believe that's the one. A really cool copy of the moth with like its wings spread out and it was like on like on somebody's hand or something. Ooh. It was a really interesting copy. I'll have to see if I can find the picture of it. I, I believe I still have it, but that's that's one I would really love to return to and see if it goes deeper than the movie because the movie does a fairly good job of representing the characters oh yeah well you would think that uh with the the success of the sounds of the lambs normally things are fast-tracked asap especially if they gross a bunch and they win a bunch well we didn't get hannibal until february 9th 2001 almost 10 years later to the day yeah that's a That's a long time to wait for a sequel, especially one where it was Silence of the Lambs that you know, did this good in the theater. Like you said, usually they pump one out as fast as they could because then they, you know, they keep the audience's attention and then they get more money that way, usually, but not this time. Well, they were not able to capture lightning in a bottle again because on IMDb, it's got a 6.8, a massive drop. Audiences gave it a C+. Plus. That's not good. <laughs> no. Compared bad. to Manhunter. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's bad. And yeah. it should be noted that it is the second highest grossing movie with $267 million domestically, really not far behind Silence 
uh, the lambs. But that's pretty common normally for the sequel to be a big grosser. Normally, a lot of people go see it at first, even if it's bad, and then word of mouth, it's not good, and hence its low score and reaction. Right. Now, it does make sense that it was number that's number two in terms of making money because it just came off of, of Silence of the Lambs, which did great. And then this one, of course, all they're continuing the story. So it's going to do relatively well, but then come to find out it's not as good. It was really surprising and disappointing. Jodie Foster didn't return. The director didn't return. It was pretty much all different people except Anthony Hopkins did return, but he was about 10 years older. And in the director's chair, we got Ridley Scott who is usually great. And it is funny because really Scott would go on to his film, not him, he did not win director, but his film would go on in 2000. So the year after, oh, I'm sorry. No, this movie came out in 2001. So the year before... Uh, Ridley Scott's movie Gladiator won Best Picture of the Year. Right. He was nominated for Best Director, but he didn't win. So you can see Ridley Scott would be a hot commodity. But going from a movie about gladiators to a, I don't know, psychological... I don't know what it's supposed to be. I don't think it knows because in the beginning, it's this weird shoot 'em up action movie. Very odd direction and cinematography. It's... It was so weird. I believe... Okay, now it should be noted, I have watched Hannibal all the way through. Right. A long time ago. And it was slightly edited, I think. But I have still seen it all the way through. I remember... uh, Oh, wait. I believe at the beginning of the podcast, I said I saw Silence of the Lambs first. No, I believe I saw Hannibal first, actually. Oh. That's interesting. I'm just recalling this right now. This is <laughs> this is why we're doing the look back to remember yes. these things. Yes. But regardless, I was not too enthused with Hannibal the first time around. The second time around, especially coming off the Silence of the Lambs, and we did the bonus podcast of Prisoners, which I will link to in the description uh, below. Go definitely check out our uh, podcast of Prisoners, which we felt was a wonderful Denis Villeneuve spiritual successor to and our longest podcast we've ever recorded at what three and a half hours yeah you get your money something like that it's it's around three yes but it's definitely worth it yeah anyways I was severely disappointed and you know I've kind of got a 30 minute rule because at the theater if you leave within like 30 minutes then you get your money back so I shut the movie off I'm like, this, I don't care about the characters. This is totally different stuff. We got, uh, oh, what's her name from Jurassic Park 2? Oh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. She is now Clary Starling. No thanks. I'm not going to stick around to find out. So I, I shut it off. Automatic, not recommend. Yeah. And yeah, this is the first time and only time so far that both of us have just Shut it off. I mean, now I didn't make it farther than Corbin did. I think it made it pretty close to halfway, if not over halfway, if I remember right. Um, basically, everything you see in the beginning just continues on for that next hour, and it's nothing impressive. And that's I got literally so bored that I decided that I said to myself, "There is no point in me watching this because I'm not getting anything out of it." 
And so, yeah, that's what caused me to turn off as well. Is just for me, it was just incredibly boring, and just there was it felt like there was no vision behind it. And I still think that I haven't returned to it. I honestly, I never think about this movie, and I, I almost forgot that it existed until we until we decided to do this look back. And I said, "Oh yeah, Hannibal." Yeah, I remember that movie barely. So yeah, same with me. Automatic, not recommend. It's there's no reason for it to exist, honestly. And I think I mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, I also have not returned to it, and I probably. Uh, never will return to it. Um, there is more of a chance I would return to Manhunter than I would Ooh. to Hannibal. Ooh, uh, it's one of Ridley Scott's worst movies. I found yeah. it to be maybe very bad. Yeah, maybe someday I'll return to it just out of sheer curiosity. Um, years later, I don't know. I honestly, because I'm a bit, we're both big fans of Ridley Scott, but this is not a good work for him, especially coming off of Gladiator, which was best picture winner. You know, it's crazy. Well, and it should be noted that Hannibal did star Gary Oldman, who just won his first Academy Award. Uh, he had a ton of makeup on as Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. Incredible makeup. But the makeup he is wearing as Mason Verger and Hannibal, ooh, no, gross. No, not not good at all. Not <laughs> e. At uh, least with, with Winston Churchill, you could even tell that it was Gary Oldman. And this oh, one, yeah. you know it's him. He it physically just has a mask on. It's disgusting. Yeah. Not not good so, makeup. Uh, audiences, including us, were sorely disappointed with this movie. Yeah. I do think us uh, I think it might even have a better poster. Yeah. I think Hannibal has a better poster than Silence of the Lambs. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. I it's disagree a scary with you, but okay. Poster. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, so audiences were mad, and we got Red Dragon uh, just a year later, September 30th, 2002, so they're going to retell Manhunter once again, but with Anthony Hopkins this time, uh, Brian Cox and Manhunter I didn't really care for, honestly, and we get Ed Norton as Will Graham, and Red Dragon and Manhunter are... Nearly the same movie, except Red Dragon looks better, and I would say it's better done. And it it did jump back up on the scores. It's kind of funny. It has a 7.2, the exact same score as Manhunter. Yeah. Uh, the only thing incredibly surprising is audiences gave Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs the same score. They gave Red Dragon an A-. minus. That is very surprising, because... I know that we can both agree that Red Dragon is not near the superiority of Silence of the Lambs. Oh, no, absolutely not. And it grossed $147 million. It was the third highest grossing. And I, I have not returned to it. And this is the one that I, of all of them, I my first return would be the Silence of the Lambs, because clearly I own it on Blu-ray. Of course, I'm going to return to it in the future, and I'll gladly return to that one. Yeah. And the other one that I might return to is Red Dragon, but I kind of did return to it in a way, but I'll keep you in suspense as to how I did that. Uh, as for my rating for Red Dragon, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah. it's It was a pretty weak recommend still, so anyway... Yeah, I'm somewhat on the same boat as you. 
for me, I don't think I'll ever really need to go back and see Red Dragon again. I, it's kind of one of those movies that you just you see once and that's really it. That's kind of where I'm at. Is I've seen it now. We 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 reviewed it. Um, I don't really see a need for me to have to go back. Maybe someday. I don't know if I'll ever go back and watch it. But right now, I'm not really feeling that I'm gonna go back and see it again. Manhunter. I know that I would love to go back and watch that eventually. Uh, Sounds of the Lambs. Of course, I'll go back and watch that. It's it's great. Um, so for me, I think I yeah, I'm still sticking with my six out of ten. I think I gave it a mild recommend in the podcast, and I'll still stick by that. There are things that I remember. I think that Ralph Fiennes did a good job as Dollar Hyde. Uh, my criticisms, although, between this one and Manhunter, still stand. And I think that, in my opinion, Manhunter is the superior movie between the two of them. It handles its subject matter a lot better than this one does. There are cheesy moments in Red Dragon, especially towards the end. And Ed Norton's performance is not the greatest um but it's not bad i wouldn't say it's i wouldn't say it's a terrible movie i would still give it a recommend a a slight recommend uh that being that but still yeah it's it's not bad um i was somewhat surprised coming off of hannibal which we both just didn't care for yeah i mean thankfully clearly it's a step up from hannibal but uh no still nowhere near uh, Silence of the Lambs, because I yeah. gave Silence of the Lambs 9, you gave it a 10, we both yeah. gave Red Dragon a 6. Right. And so the Hannibal journey doesn't end there, per se. Hannibal Rising came out February 9th, same day as the first Hannibal, except it came out about six years later, came out in 2007. I remember seeing the posters everywhere in 2007, that scary... Hannibal mask with his little face on the front cover. It was everywhere. Kids at yeah. school were talking about it. They shouldn't have been watching it anyways. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, we didn't go there for the retrospective because I had already been disappointed enough. And I don't want to see the origins of Hannibal. We don't right. need to know the origins of Hannibal. I hate it when they do that with movies where it's like, we have ran out of ideas. Let's just explain away everything. Well, that really takes a lot of the mystery out of it. So we didn't go see Hannibal. It has a B minus. Audiences gave it a B minus. Not the lowest, second low. And it is the lowest rated on IMDb with a 6.2, which is not good. That's that's bad. Yeah. And it only grossed 36.9 million at the box office. Still not good. That's that's like current day uh, money pretty much because this – just came out oh gosh came out about 11 years ago now that's crazy oh wow yeah that is old <laughs> that's an old movie <laughs> and hannibal lay dormant for oh gosh how long would that be about six years and that's the second longest since the gap between the silence of the lambs and hannibal right it, it came back as a tv show on nbc i believe yeah that's right you said that you never got around to watching it but that you would love to at one point in one point sometime in the retrospective that we did well i did i did i did actually watch the first few i think i watched the first five or six episodes of the first season i thought the characters were fine it doesn't didn't really seem too focused on the characters 
the guy who plays Hannibal, uh, his name escapes me, but he is pretty famous. Mads Mikkelsen is his name. He's yeah. he's famous. He was probably most notably recently seen in Rogue One as Urso. And I thought he did a fine job as Hannibal. I didn't really get into the series enough to really see him, but it was all about uh, Hannibal and Will Graham and whatnot, and it was about a bunch of other murders. And I quit watching the show after those first few episodes because I found it to be so grotesque and so off-putting. I just didn't want to subject myself to that. So I, I quit. I shut it off. I'm like, this is so... It's just so disgusting. I'm shocked they yeah. can even put it on TV. It's just yeah. And to so be bad. fair, Silence of the Lambs is in and of itself so grotesque. But from I guess I, I then again I haven't seen the show. But for what I'm guessing, it the show was more exploitative, whereas Silence of the Lambs it shows that stuff because it needs to. It's a show don't tell kind of a movie, but when it does tell, it's also still very effective and builds it. Um, I can't exactly speak to the show, but that's what Sounds of the Lamb does is is that it would build to that moment when you see this horrifying image and there's there's a good reason for it to be there. And it, it's not it's not wasted. It's not wasted time on the screen. Yeah, you're exactly right. And with the TV show, this was basically what really sick images and deaths can we come up with? That's what the writers basically did. And yeah. These it was pretty much a dime a dozen CSI, uh, Law and Order, whatever CSI Miami Dexter. There's a million of these shows on TV. Oh yeah, it didn't really do anything different except we just had more notable characters, and so I I laid the show on the shelf. I didn't care to ever return to it, but I actually did return to it just a couple of days before before this uh, look back i jumped all the way ahead to season three and i should should note it was canceled after season three i just can't see how anybody would really care for this show i know there were some uh, some loyal devoted fans that really wanted netflix or amazon to pick it back up i that's possible i heard there is some talk of that but anyway i went to the very end of season three because well, technically, I believe, uh, actually, Mason Verger, the character from Hannibal, is introduced in Season 2. He comes back in Season 3. That storyline's done. I didn't care to find anything out about that. But what there's like a seven-episode arc of Red Dragon. It's all of the paintings, the great Red Dragon, the woman clothed in the sun, blah, blah, blah. And the final episode is called The Wrath of the Lamb which I was wondering if it had any connection to the Silence of the Lamb story, but I don't believe it did. I believe what the creator wanted to do was make season four. He was going to bring in a new Clary Starling, and they were going to have a Silence of the Lambs uh, season, which I definitely would have watched. Okay, I would have yeah. watched that. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be interesting. But the seven-episode arc, I watched the first two episodes, and that's all I made it into it, because yeah. it was crazy boring. <laughs> and, okay, I have... That was the third time that I have seen the Red Dragon, and the third time it's been told, which I can't even understand, because it's not even the most popular story. The Manhunter story was fine, first around, or Red Dragon story, whatever you want to call it. I found it interesting the first time around. The second time around, I was like, okay, this is 
mm, fine. And then the third time around, I, I, I was really uh, disappointed with the TV show because little dialogue, it was basically taking, I was like, this is the exact same story beats of Red Dragon, literally the exact same, except it stretched into almost seven hours. Right. No, thank you. I'm not going to do that. It uh, It's more this really artsy type of show where they just want to look really good with the camera and their way they set up their shots and whatnot. I don't care. I really didn't care that much about the Red Dragon story to see to it fruition because I've already seen it twice pretty right. much. And yeah, and that is a fair point to bring up is it sounds like it's a classic case of milking it for all it's worth right um now to be fair uh red dragon and manhunter are not the same movie they it's very clear they have two different directions um in terms of wanting to tell the story that being said red dragon does take some liberties when comparing it to manhunter um now of course i haven't seen the show but it, yeah like i said this it, there's no beating around the bush this is the third time that the red dragon story has been told and from what i hear it's the exact same thing has been told twice before and it, yeah like it, it just sounds like they was milking this for as much as they can and yeah it, mm. it, after the second time now the second time around i can see because it had been years no one really saw manhunter and so they came out with red dragon a more recent tongue of it and that makes a bit more sense to me. But that was in what? What year was Red Dragon released? That was like, what, 2002? Okay, 2002, yeah. And now we have the TV show, which is pretty new. Uh, I don't know. There doesn't really seem to be a need for that. I can see Manhunter to Red Dragon. I can see that. But not Red Dragon to a TV show. A seven-episode-long retelling, uh, again, of the same story we've already had. It was pretty much the same exact story beats yeah. as the other one, but it was much longer because yeah. it's over seven episodes. And so I watched two episodes is close to two hours, and I fell asleep at the very end of the second one because it's so boring. They yeah. barely say anything, and I just don't really care that much for the story. The uh, dollar hide doesn't say anything for the entirety of the first and second episode, it's mostly just images of him writhing around, getting his tattoo, pasting things. Uh, I don't know. I didn't find Will Graham's character to be very interesting or Hannibal. I just, no thank you. Yeah. And very graphic, bloody violence. It kind of showed all of it. And they're just trying to push the envelope with what they can do on TV. And I already know he puts the mirrors in their eyes and lines them up. It's exactly the same story beats. Right. I've already seen it. I don't care to watch a seven-hour movie of it, if that makes sense. So, no, I was disappointed. I was really hoping we would get something really good. And uh, the other characters I just didn't care for. Dr. Chilton was in it, except oh. he was nowhere near as good as uh, the guy in Silence of the Lambs. So anyway, that was a wash, and uh, honestly, I'm ready to give you my average rating and recommendation for the whole series. Yeah, same here. Okay, so sadly, the Hannibal Lecter series entirely gets a 4 out of 10. It's a solid not recommend for me. I averaged out my scores 
for every not recommend, I took off two points. That's how I technically arrived at a 3.5, but I went ahead and rounded it up to a 4. So yeah, I'm sorry. The only worthy one I would say out of all of these worth seeing is The Silence of the Lambs. Skip everything else. Otherwise, the series is a solid not recommend. And I'm really disappointed about that because I... Silence of the Lambs is so great. So I was hoping all of these would be great too. And I didn't know what to expect, but it's it's not good. Yeah. I'm a bit higher in my score. Uh, just averaging the ones that I rated, I've got a 7.6 repeating. Um, so it's basically an, uh, basically an 8. Wow. I still recommend, but that I haven't taken off points for the ones I didn't recommend. So taking off, you said you took off 3 points for the ones you didn't recommend? No, just 2. Just 2 points? Okay, so taking off 2 points... I arrive at a 4, a 3.6 repeating. So the same score as you. Um, so for me, I'm still going to go ahead and give it a recommend, uh, the series as, as a whole. Slight recommend, which, what, like you said, I hate to have to say that because Silence of the Lambs is just so good. And then you've got a repeat in there with Manhunter and Red Dragon um, that that you that are basically the same story almost. So it's really sad that this series that we both at least have love one of them, which is regarded as one of the, you know, one of the great classics now, and one of the great modern classics, um, that being Silence of the Lambs. It's kind of sad that um, this series has just been mostly downs for a lot of the audience. I still really enjoy Manhunter. Um, I still think that if you want a more modern telling of the story with some slightly better pacing, um, you can go ahead and watch Red Dragon. Um, that one is going to engage you a bit more than uh, Manhunter would, but they're both not stellar. And that's versus Silence of the Lambs, which is. And the two that, on the one that I had to shut off, um, which we both shut off, is honestly the worst of the series that I've seen so far. And I'm, like you said, I'm scared to go watch Hannibal Rising because. Number one, there's no reason for us to know the origin story of Hannibal Lecter. That's really cool just to know, just to not know in general. Number two, they're once again milking this for just all that it's worth. I mean, Silence of the Lambs is incredible. So, of course, they're going to try and get as much money out of it. But there's, I feel like, okay, I feel like there are more stories to tell like this than what we're given. Not just with Hannibal Lecter, but just with this kind of aesthetic in general. There are so many more stories that we could, so many more stories that we can do. But for whatever reason, we're just not branching out to those those areas, and we're just kind of doing repeats and, and stuff like that. And it's kind of sad. I would still give it a slight recommend to watch this series. It's, I'll say this, it's pretty good thriller overall. Um, in terms of everything that I've seen, it's it's pretty good thriller, pretty good good crime drama, and that's the kind of stuff that I'm always into. So if you like that stuff, you'll like. I think you'll like this series as a whole. Um, Sounds of Lambs is definitely the highest on this list. Manhunter, I still find to be engaging, but overall, it's kind of sad that this is the overall rating for one for one movie that's fantastic, and the rest that are just good to bad. So my order of the movies would be Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon, Manhunter, and Hannibal. And for me, uh, pretty similar, just swap around uh, Manhunter and Red Dragon. So mine goes Silence of the Lambs, Manhunter, Red Dragon, 
um, Hannibal, then Hannibal Rising at the bottom, but we haven't seen it, so I guess we this, this is not really put on the list. Well, thank you, listeners, for joining us on our Hannibal Lecter SSG look back. Uh, I had a good time discussing it. I'm glad we got to revisit it. Yeah, same here. And I'm really looking forward to doing more lookbacks as the retrospectives kind of ripen in age a little bit. Uh, more people will get to listen to them that way. And then between that time span, our thoughts will change. Maybe the IMDb ratings will change like they did with the Rambo, one of the Rambo movies. Uh, audiences, people's minds change in general, and it's good to be able to look back on our thoughts, see if we've revisited the movies, what's going on with them. And so I'm really glad we got to go back with the Hannibal movies because I really do enjoy Silence of the Lambs, but it was interesting to put it into perspective and see my average rating for the series is a four, which is pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Alan felt the same way. So we we were both in the same boat and I think we were not expecting that at all when we set out to do this retrospective series. Right. And I know that one of the things that we just really want to do is know, okay, well, how did how much did we take away? You know, and now with Silence of the Lambs, seeing that we've seen it so many times, both of us, it, we take away a lot, especially reviewing that because now we get to go just dive in even deeper to a story that we already love. Um, and with Manhunter, I realized this is, I think the, uh, this is the first time that I realized that I've took, a, I took away a lot more from Manhunter than I thought I would. And I wasn't thinking that that would happen at all when we first, when I first even thought of this, uh, look back series. Well, make sure to subscribe on social media. We get updates on Twitter and Facebook, email, any way that you prefer. You can subscribe to us that way. Go to your favorite podcast aggregator, subscribe to us through there. Make sure to leave us a five star rating and share it with your friends we love talking about movies and we love especially uh talking about movies with you guys too we've got a bunch of new uh content coming your way we are going to be starting our cloverfield retrospective very soon and we're in the middle of jurassic park and halloween so we're both looking to looking forward to continuing those and seeing where those (laughs) movies go and uh, we just really, uh, really appreciate uh, you guys listening. We appreciate the downloads and the shares and the likes and everything. We're looking to uh, really keep growing Silver Screen Guide, so make sure to definitely share it uh, with your friends and family who love movies. And even if they don't love movies, still share it with them, and maybe they'll become movie lovers too. And that's always great. Uh, make sure to check out our 2018 post-Oscars discussion where we break down uh Basically, all of the most major important categories, except for documentaries and uh, the short films, we did not get around to seeing those, but the other big ones everybody knows, we did review, and we gave our thoughts on those. We sat down and watched them, and so make sure to go download that and check that out, see what we're thinking about the Oscars this year, and we've got tons of great stuff in the archives, check those out as well. But until next time, listeners, keep watching some great movies, and we're going to be bringing you some more great movie reviews very soon. It, this is a very interesting series to kind of go back and look look at again. I guess it thought I said, hey, Siri.
while they're continuing the story. So it's going to do relatively well, but then come to find out it's not as good. No, it was really... Sh- <laughs> that one hurt. 